0: You got to get out there and start now. Start doing your research immediately. I mean, there's a ton of free crowdfunding information on the web. You have shows like mine. There's people that are willing to help. So, I mean, get out there. Start Twitter. Start your social media channels. Start telling your story. Start building interest. And just start building that fan base and start building those email lists immediately. Get that stuff going months in advance before you launch. (laughs)
1: welcome to start the out I'm your host Jared Easley our special co-host today is none other than Kamanzi Constable from kamanziconstable.com Aloha Kamanzi Abari Ghani Jared I don't even know what that means that is, uh, <laughs> but, uh, if I had sw- to translate I, I would say that I'm excited to talk to Zach Bob is that what that means
2: uh sure no it's a Swahili
1: for hello. Swahili. Oh, I yes. don't think we've had any Swahili on the podcast yet, so this is the first. Mixing, mix All right, so up. our guest today is not Swahili, but he's a really cool dude. It's Zach Bob. He is a podcaster. He's a crowdfunder. He's an awesome guy. He's the mastermind behind Crowdfund Genius, which is an outstanding podcast for anyone who's considering crowdfunding and getting really good advice on preparing for their crowdfunding campaign. So, Zach, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here.
0: Hey, thank you for having me on. And I'm just really excited to be here, man.
1: Dude, I love your show. I've listened to several episodes, and I'm not even currently crowdfunding anything, but I just like the advice and the stories that you're sharing on there, and wanted to have you on the show. And, and uh, you may know this. We ask everyone the same question who comes on here. What is the best concert that you have ever been to? Oh, man,
0: let's see. I haven't been to a concert in so long. I went to Warp Tour back when I was younger, back in my early 20s, and I think that was probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to. It was all day long, huge punk rock festival. I think Offspring was the headline, and they really killed it. They really killed it. I just remember Offspring. I mean, they were really old guys up there, but they killed it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are you a Rage Against the Machine fan?
0: I am. I mean, back in my younger days more, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. Zach, are you a Taylor Swift
0: fan? No, not at all. (laughs) I'm I'm not going to say I'm not a fan. I just, I don't really think I've ever really heard anything of Taylor Swift. I think there needs to be a punk rock version
1: of Shake It Off. That's what I think. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I don't know. She switched from country to pop. Maybe uh, she's going to rock next. You never know, right? There's hope for you, Zach. So, Zach, yeah. so, Zach <laughs> uh, let's do a little blank versus blank. NFL football, Dallas Cowboys versus Oakland Raiders.
1: Uh, I mean, we're going to win, obviously, the Raiders. Yeah. Zach is a, a uh, I'm going to say it, an
0: obnoxious Oakland Raider fan. <laughs> I am. I, I live up to it. I mean, I'm a typical Oakland Raider fan, I guess. <laughs>
1: i just love it i'm on your facebook you're posting pictures of fans of the raiders egging the san diego chargers bus and
0: i'm thinking why would Zach post this
2: i just moved to maui from wisconsin so i'm a packers fan through and through what do you think about our packers
0: you know what i actually kind of admire the packers i like the fact where their stadium's built where it's located it's right there in the middle of a neighborhood and aren't they like publicly owned like they're owned by the fans Yep. I I always hear rumors that the Raiders are going to do that, and I start saving money like I'm going to buy a (laughs) small piece.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You start creating a crowdfunding campaign. (laughs) All right. So, we are going to talk a lot about crowdfunding because that's your niche, and you know a lot about this topic because you've talked to so many experts. So, next blank versus blank, you know, we give you two options. You pick one, choose, but tell us a little bit why. Indiegogo versus Kickstarter.
0: I mean, a lot of people go with Kickstarter. Kickstarter definitely has the eyes. I mean, they had a I think it was just the other day I was looking at how many views they had, and they had over a million views in one day, I believe, on the nineteenth alone. But uh Indiegogo also has its ups and you know, that its positives and negatives. Indiegogo has something called a go go factor, which I don't know if most people know about, but it plays into your campaign and it can be extremely as helpful. Well extremely as helpful as well. Also, Indiegogo has a successful email list. I don't know if anybody's ever are you guys on Indiegogo? I
1: have never been on no, there.
0: Well, if you sign up for their email list, they'll send you an email. I think Kickstarter just recently started doing it as well. But Indiegogo's email list, I believe, is much larger. They have about 15 million people on their list currently. And uh, if you're on their email list, if that go-go factor is there, you make it onto that email list. And that email list comes out in a weekly newsletter. And I think it's starting to become bi-weekly, not bi-weekly, but a double, couple times a week. And I believe uh, episode 11 of Crowdfund Genius, Quick Key was on Indiegogo. And they were trying to raise, I believe... $4,000 but they ended up with 221,000 because Whoa. of go go factor. That's insane.
1: Hey Jared. Okay. This is uh, yeah something <laughs>
2: you and I need to talk about for our book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I well, we brought Zach on the show for a reason. <laughs> All right, Zach, so <laughs> let's roll into finish this sentence. Uh, Kamazi, will you yeah. kick us off? Zach, my favorite
2: crowdfunded campaign so far is
0: I think my favorite campaign, I, I want to say it was the coolest cooler, but I mean that's just because it raised so much money, you know. I actually really liked, I can't think of it, Oculus Rift. I loved Oculus Rift, and just the fact of what it started out as, just as a crowdfunding campaign to, I can't remember, they sold for, what was it $1 billion or $2 billion To
1: For someone who doesn't know about that, what is that?
0: Oculus Rift is a, like virtual reality. It's a headset. It's like a gaming console that they're developing. I mean, they don't even have very many games. They're still just kind of in the developmental phase, but they started out, I want to say it was on Kickstarter, or was it Indiegogo? Hang on, let me look this up real quick before I...
2: And Jared, and Jared, just be honest because I thought this was going to go in a different direction. Did you think he was going to say podcast movement?
1: I knew he wouldn't say okay. podcast movement. Zach, <laughs> Zach, uh, although he is a podcaster, he knows a lot about a lot of cool stuff, much cooler than podcast movement. So, but yeah, let the record reflect that I am a little bit hurt. Zach, that you didn't give <laughs> but you didn't, you didn't ask me what amid, my second amid, favorite, my
0: second favorite. Was <laughs> <podcast movement.
1: laughs> Oh, man. In this case, I would gladly take number two.
0: Yeah, oh. I mean, compared to Oculus Rift, and, well, okay, maybe you're third, because I guess coolest Cooler gets second, <laughs> but, okay, Oculus All Rift right. was on Kickstarter. $2.4 million they raised. They were asking for 250000 for their headset. Wow. It's a developer kit, and it's like virtual reality, so, you know, you're, like, in the game and everything like that, and there's a whole bunch of YouTube videos you can go check out where there's people trying the Oculus Rift on, and they're playing different games and stuff like that, so... And that's what they're aiming to raise just on uh, Kickstarter alone. All
1: right, Zach. So there's people that are listening to the show thinking, Zach, Bob, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know anything about Crowdfund Genius. So we got to back up a little bit. So would you be willing to share with the listeners what compelled you to launch the Crowdfund Genius podcast?
0: Let's see. I got into crowdfunding about when Kickstarter first came out. You know, I followed it along, and I always wanted to run a podcast on crowdfunding, but I was, at the time, I believe this was 2009 or 2010, at the time, I was in another business, so I didn't have time to actually start a podcast. Well, eventually, that business didn't work out, and I moved in a different direction, and I had time for a podcast, and I started going, and I wanted to do one on crowdfunding because I saw an empty space there, and I saw a niche and jumped into it, and I should have launched a lot sooner, and I think I would have been one of the only podcasts If I would have launched sooner, I don't know what it was that delayed me. I think it was just fear of putting it out there or what it was, but it just caused me to delay just a little bit. And just because of that, there's, you know, there's a few more other podcasts out there now about crowdfunding.
1: Well, you have one of the best in my opinion.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: (laughs) So, Zach, you've touched on this a little bit, but could you get a little bit more into what is the go-go factor at Indiegogo?
0: What is the go-go factor? It's their algorithm that allows more people to find and learn about your campaign through Indiegogo. It said that you can increase your go-go factor based on several things, like your social media presence, how big you are on Facebook, how big you're on Twitter, how much people interact, how much you're posting, how much other people are talking about you in social media. They said also go-go factor, things that play into go-go factor are uh, media attention, like if you're on TechCrunch or The Verge or anything like that. I know that a uh, Quick Key, the one I referenced before, they did come out in TechCrunch. And just because they came out in TechCrunch, that got them on that email newsletter a second time, just because they were featured on TechCrunch. But it's basically, it just keeps your momentum going. As if you keep your momentum going, your go-go factor will just keep going up through Indiegogo. A lot of people will like to set their um, price, their price point low or their pledge amount, or not their pledge amount, but their uh, goal amount. They want to set their goal amount low, like at two or 4000 even though they know they're probably going to go over that just because by hitting that goal amount so early, if you hit like 20 to 30 percent of it on the first day, then your go-go factor will start to increase.
1: So if you're writing articles for big publications like Entrepreneur and Huffington Post, would that increase your go-go factor?
0: If you're on them, yes, definitely. I mean, if you're featured in, now if you're just writing for them, I don't know if you can write, like, I mean, if you can write about your own product or a publication or a campaign or whatever it is that you're working on, Okay. Duly noted. Uh, Yes, I I believe that will play into it.
2: (laughs) Interesting, Jared. I wonder why you asked that.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Inquiring minds. Okay. So, Zach, for someone who's not considered a crowdfunding campaign, but now they're listening to this and thinking, man, this sounds really cool. This might be for me. How could they st- start planning for a crowdfunding campaign?
0: Well, you can start listening to my show, Crowdfund Genius. <laughs> that's the first and foremost.
1: Editor, your go-go edit factors going through the roof right
0: now. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Edit
2: that out, editor.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, Shameless There's, there's
0: Tons of resources out there, though. I mean, you can honestly, you can hire a consultant. I do consultant work, and you can go out and hire a consultant. But a lot of this you can do on your own. All you gotta do is have the time. To go out there and research. There's tons of free research out there. You got kickstarterforum.org. That's another great place to go. There's other podcasts just like mine out there. Facebook groups. LinkedIn groups. They're super helpful. There's guys that are regulars on there that have run campaign after campaign after campaign. And all of them have found success. And all they do is answer questions all day long on those Facebook groups. Sorry to hear that.
2: (laughs) Zach, I'm going to give you a double question. What are the most common types of crowdfunding and what is the most interesting, I'm putting that an asterisk, interesting crowdfunding campaign have you seen out there?
0: Like common types of crowdfunding? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, you got, I guess, equity-based and rewards-based would be the two most popular. Rewards-based would be your typical Kickstarter, Indiegogo, where you offer a reward or, or a contribution or a pledge amount. Then you got equity-based crowdfunding, which are, you have sites like AngelList or UK's CrowdCube where you're offering up equity in your company in return for a certain amount of money. But I believe most of those have to be accredited investors in order for them to invest. But those are still other great options out there if you're willing to give up some equity and bring in an accredited investor as well. And what was the second part of that question?
2: What uh, what's the most, the most interesting crowdfunding campaign most, you've seen?
0: Interesting. It was an Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, I have to look at these tons of them every single day. We can be heroes.
2: Zach, that's not an excuse.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. DC Entertainment, they ran one, we could be heroes. It was like a Justice League. They're all going out to fight hunger and crisis in the Horn of Africa. I believe they raised $217,000, and that was one of the most interesting ones. I think it was great because it was just for a great cause.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. All right, Zach, so best tip or advice for crowdfunders listening that are hoping to accomplish
0: their very own goals? got to get out there and start now. Start doing your research immediately. I mean, there's a ton of free crowdfunding information on the web. You have shows like mine. There's people that are willing to help. So, I mean, get out there. Start Twitter. Start your social media channels. Start telling your story. Start building interest. And just start building that fan base and start building those email lists immediately. Get that stuff going months in advance before you launch.
1: Now, that's interesting you said email lists, Zach, because is it possible to have a successful crowdfunding campaign without an email list?
0: I think so, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can run one without an email list. You don't need an email list to run a crowdfunding campaign. Now, it helps tremendously if you have an email list because, I mean, you can keep hitting that email list, but you can do it without. There's several people that do them without. Would you That's like an example?
1: I would like an example. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I have an example. <laughs> we had
0: we had a uh, Jerky.com. That was one. I think it's episode, might be nine. But Jerky.com, it was uh, Crowdfund Genius. They had a huge email list. I mean, they have the name Jerky.com. And they've been selling jerky for years, like 11 years online, and they had this huge email list, but they did not want to touch it because they didn't want to tamper with it. They wanted to use it strictly for the website, and I don't know why. I asked him why, and he said he didn't want to go into it, but he did not want to use his email list for his crowdfunding campaign. He ended up raising, I think it was about $30,000, and that was just off the community alone. He went out to community events. He held like balloons, like green and black Kickstarter balloons. He had a sticker that said, hey, I'm running a crowdfunding campaign. Ask me about it. And he said every single night he was hustling. He's out at a new event every single night. New event, new event, meeting people, greeting people, letting people know about his story and his campaign.
2: So, Zach, since you are the crowdfunding expert and we have you on here, let me ask you, have you ever seen any crowdfunding campaigns for authors that want to like make the New York Times bestselling list or something like that? something beyond just help me fund my book
0: i haven't right. seen anybody do that but i like the idea and i think but i mean at the same time it's, it's going to be difficult because you want to be like a number one bestseller are you talking about like oprah or are you talking about like amazon or
2: new york times baby
0: new york times yes i say let's do it i mean let's go for it why not
1: <laughs> well i know someone that may need a coach so <laughs> okay <laughs> So one of the things that I see a lot of the successfully crowdfunded campaigns have is a very, very nice video. Not everyone who's going to do these campaigns have tons of cash or have tons of resources to go and create what they perceive to be high production value videos. So I guess that's my first question. Do you need an expensive high production value crowdfunding video? And if you don't need that, you know what are some alternatives?
0: I don't think you need a high production video. You can use a high production video, but I mean, podcast movement. No offense, but I don't think they used a high production video. Y'all had a very, very nice video, and I believe you outsourced it, and you found somebody online that did it for not a very super expensive amount. So you don't need a high quality, high production video, but I do think you need something better than just you, you know, sitting up against the wall talking to your cell phone. But I say that, but I got another one coming out soon that I'm interviewing. (laughs) Somebody I'm interviewing here coming up soon did just that was able to raise quite a bit so i'll have to get back actually my my
1: friend melissa Hawks, she did mutiny
0: of dreamers that's exactly what i'm talking about
1: raised every bit of the money and just did her cell phone just talked to her cell phone
0: i know i'm I'm excited to interview her because you look at her campaign too and you're like no offense melissa if you're listening but i mean you did phenomenal you did well but when you first look at it it kind of takes you back a little bit because you wouldn't expect it to do so well
1: that should be encouraging to the listener, though, who's thinking about doing this, is there are people out there that have successful campaigns that don't have all this super fancy setup. So, yeah, I agree. That's cool.
0: And that's another thing. Also, if I mean, if you start your campaign and let's say you don't find success, let it run. I say let it run. Some people say they want to take it down because they don't want to look like a failure. But multiple campaigns that I've interviewed, they all failed on their first try. They all failed their first try. And then on that second time, and this also helps with that Indiegogo factor, That second time, they all said on the first or second day that they just had a flood, a huge wave of people come in and start contributing or pledging. And that was because they contacted all those old users from that old uh, campaign that was unsuccessful. That's cool. If you fail once, try again.
2: Good lesson for crowdfunding and life. So, Zach, what are some crowdfunding resources that the audience could use to help with their campaign besides your podcast?
0: (laughs) Okay, you can use my website, crowdfundgenius.com. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I mean, I named a few of them. You got kickstarterforum.org, and you got a lot of the Facebook groups and the LinkedIn groups. I mean, I, I named them earlier.
1: Well, actually, I don't think you did. I know you said Facebook groups. What are the names of some of those Facebook
0: groups? Some of the Facebook groups. You got a Kickstarter Best Practices. Okay. That's a good one that you can go into. Hang on one second. I'm opening it up.
2: column. When you're in a group like that, is it a lot of information, or is it a lot of self-promotional stuff, or is it a good mix of all
0: of it? There is both, but I mean, kind of like the podcasting groups, it's kind of frowned upon to just keep promoting yourself over and over and over. They they kind of throw you out for that. You got a Crowdfunding UK, Crowdfunding Marketing, Kickstarter, and Indiegogo projects and promotional tips. That's one that's on uh, Facebook You got
1: uh, Zach, I wonder if you can get thrown off podcast for too much (laughs) (laughs) self-promotion. Editor, editor, edit that out.
0: I don't know if y'all know, but crowdfundgenius.com. Check it out.
1: (laughs) Did I mention? (laughs) Hey, what are the best channels of social media to promote your crowdfunding campaign?
0: Best channels. Uh, Facebook's probably got to be the hands-down number one. majority of my guests say that Facebook is the best channel, like I said, the guests that come on the show. I'd have to agree. If I was running my campaign, you got all the targeting you can do alone. On, just the targeting you can do alone on Facebook advertising is enough. I mean, you if you know your audience, which you should know your audience, if you know your audience and you know who you want to go after, you can use Facebook to do it. Twitter and Instagram both come in for a close tie for a second. Instagram is really good because it's kind of an untapped market. Not a lot of people use Instagram for promoting their crowdfunding campaigns. If not, you go on there and just take a look. Just hashtag Kickstarter and take a look. There's not that much out there.
1: But you can't really link out of Instagram.
0: So that's interesting.
1: How would you do a campaign or try to market with Instagram for your crowdfunding
0: campaign? Show a cool picture of your uh, product and then put in the comments, put link to Kickstarter campaign in my uh, profile. Then you go to your profile. So your profile link yeah. is your link to the Kickstarter. Okay. And then you could be, I mean, you could make your images, say it at the bottom, you know, your content say link to campaign and then, you know, put the little Kickstarter logo up there and just keep tweeting it out. Keep Kickstarter, crowdfunding, attach those hashtags. No, that's good.
1: Cool, Zach. Is there any question we haven't asked so far that you think we need to ask that will help the listeners be better
0: prepared for crowdfunding in general? Thank you. Going through my list of questions now. I mean, you can always be better prepared. I mean, there's never too prepared, so so don't overthink it. Yeah. One more real quick tip: keep your contribution or your pledge amounts. Keep it simple. You don't need nine to fifteen of those. Keep it like five or less, six. Good advice. Six or less.
2: If you were gonna plan a Kickstarter or crowdfunding campaign, how much time would you want to give yourself in preparing for it?
0: Months. I think Guy Kawasaki said something like at least twelve to fifteen months. I would say months. I mean, just before the launch of my podcast, I started, I mean, again, like I said earlier, some of it was because of fear. But I started in August, I think 2013. I didn't even launch for an entire year. I just spent the entire year just sharing information, networking, trying to meet people. And that was probably an excessive amount of time. But I also had a day job while I was doing that. So that's my excuse.
1: Well, I think for the everyday person, they may not need a year to prepare for a crowdfunding campaign. I think it also depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to develop some incredible piece of software or hardware or something, then that might make sense. But if you're just trying to create an event like Podcast Boom, and we didn't have a couple of weeks to prepare, (laughs) but we still had success with
0: it. I agree. And like you said, you are 100% correct. It doesn't take everybody a year to get ready. That's, I mean, it shouldn't take that long, but at least i would say a couple months at least two months in advance you want to have everything planned out right from the start you want to have your emails ready prepped ready to send and we're going to have them in their little folders draft folders draft inboxes and have everything ready to go so
1: that's good like you said the video you want to be thinking about your rewards so on and so forth that's good stuff <laughs> All right, so uh, as we start to wrap up here, Zach, who is doing something that interests you?
0: That interests me?
1: No, I was going to say, you can't say yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just about to go there, too. but no, uh,
1: The guy that does crowdfunding.genius.com. Right. it's you know, awesome.
0: Who is it? Uh, I can't think of his last name. From Canada. Caesar. Caesar, I bet he's running a campaign right now. Caesar, yeah, yeah, he's running a campaign right now. Uh, Turn your ideas into reality. Project management for your book. I believe it's on Kickstarter right now. Yep. Everybody should check that out. That's what I think. He's running some interesting.
1: Caesar's a friend of the show. Good guy. Yeah, he
0: was just—he was like your last episode too. I just noticed that. I think it was yesterday. I was listening to a couple episodes to refresh, get caught up, and I noticed he was on the show.
1: Yeah, and he hit his goal on. Is he going to be on your show as a guest? I haven't asked
0: him yet, but I'm going to. I'm already in contact with him. So yeah, I'm going. Yeah, he had a successful campaign. Yeah, he's got three days to go, too, so I don't know when this show will release, but hopefully.
1: Last I checked, he was at over $7,000, so.
0: Oh, yeah, but keep going, you know? I mean, have that stretch goal. That's what Podcast Movement did. They had that nice, beautiful t-shirt design. It
1: was awesome, You mentioned stretch goals. What are stretch goals?
0: Stretch goals is, uh, if anybody's familiar with Podcast Movement, Podcast Movement did it perfectly. Podcast Movement designed this beautiful t-shirt. They kept it in hiding. They had their campaign, and once they hit their goal, they still had plenty of time left, so they started pushing that t-shirt so everybody could see it. And it was a free shirt for everybody. Awesome, beautifully designed shirt. I still want one, by the way, Jared, if you have any laying around.
2: <laughs> we do. But
0: uh they were pushing the shirt out so everybody could see it and then they had to share in order to get to the next goal. Like say they wanted I can't remember what your stretch goal was exactly, but I think it was $25,000. You wanted to get to $25,000 from 11,000 to 25,000 and then everybody would get a free t-shirt. So that meant everybody that had already backed you had to share with their friends and encourage their friends to share because that meant they got a free T-shirt. So it was a stretch goal to take you that extra $15,000 or so that you could get. So that's why they call them stretch goals because it gets you that little bit of extra money and you can just, you can keep doing stretch goals too. Stretch goal after stretch goal after stretch goal throughout the campaign.
1: Yeah, that was something that was really simple, but the T-shirt, it was well designed and people loved it and it compelled
0: people to give and
1: share more and it totally worked. So that's good.
0: Yeah, the (laughs) T-shirt was killer.
1: Here's a question that the listeners are probably wondering: Why don't I have one of those shirts? (laughs) Well, you got to contribute to the Kickstarter campaign, and that was back in February of 2014. But yeah, we'll have podcast movements not going away. We'll have more shirts.
0: Yeah, and and Dan told me that you know, like these shirts are only for the backers, and I was like, you know, it's like I was really trying to get in there and get one, but.
1: Yeah, that's a little hurtful, Zach, that you didn't back us. I didn't even know about the campaign. Being the crowdfund genius. Yeah. I know, I
0: know, I know. I didn't even know about the campaign, okay? Honestly, I, I swear I didn't know until it was already over. And I was like, man. And then I was actually going to go. I wanted to go, but, you know, I was still stuck over in Kuwait.
1: That's right. You know, the listeners don't know about you being in Kuwait. Would you be willing to talk about that well, Yeah, no
0: problem. Uh, I've been in Kuwait for five years. I was in the military for seven years. And then when I got out, I took a contracting gig in Kuwait. And that's when I got hit with the entrepreneurial bug and... Started trying businesses after businesses, which led me to podcasting. So for the last year, I've actually been in Kuwait, and I've been wanting to come back to the States, but I had my family with me, and my wife is an immigrant, so we were in the middle of the immigration process, which took us a very, very long time. So we've only been back to the U.S. as of October 1st.
1: Yeah, congratulations on that. So yeah, five years in Kuwait, what was that like?
0: Oh man, (laughs) it was different. I don't want to say it was horrible, but it wasn't horrible. It was manageable. I'll say that it was manageable.
1: I've heard some people talk about, oh, you know, you go over to the Middle East and you get these jobs and they, they provide housing, they provide, you know, all this great stuff and it's actually this really cool opportunity to make good money and, you know, you live pretty well, but uh, maybe that's not true for everybody, huh?
0: You know, that depends who you work for. It depends on the companies and things like that. Now, don't get me wrong, we got paid pretty well, but at the same time, you're living on the economy and their economy is mm-hmm. doing a lot better than our economy, so... I believe one of our dollars. Put it this way. I bought our Nilla Wafers, you know, the cookies, Nilla Wafers, $11. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, <laughs> wow. so every time we went grocery shopping, you know, it's just like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> they're our paycheck.
1: It, fe- it feels like Hawaii, right? Come on Oh, well, t- yeah. <laughs> What's the
2: rent like there, Zach?
0: I mean, it's it's like LA prices. We had a little two-bedroom apartment. I think we were paying like 1300 to $1,300 a month. But the company gives you $600 a month for housing allowance. So, I mean that's awesome yeah but you need
1: that for vanilla wafers (laughs) (laughs) well Zach uh, for the listeners who haven't heard yet what's the best place for them to connect with you online
0: Uh, (laughs) crowdfundgenius.com I just wanted to hear you say that again one more time
2: Zach do you have any uh, final thoughts that you want to share with the listeners
0: thanks for having me for one Jared I guess you're not really a listener but do you listen to your show Jared
1: (laughs) (laughs) I stopped months ago
0: (laughs) Thank you all for listening in. I appreciate Jared for having me on here. Come check out the show. And if you have any crowdfunding questions, you can get me on Facebook, Twitter, crowdfundgenius.com. And I try to get back to you as soon as I can. So just send me a message.
1: Zach, I appreciate that, man. No joke. I've listened to your show. You do have some of the best advice out there that I've seen. And you know, I've been a part of a team that had a successful Kickstarter campaign. So we know what kind of resources we were looking for and prepping for that. And so anyone who's interested in crowdfunding, and you should be because it's an amazing opportunity, definitely uh, consider listening to Zach's podcast and reaching out to Zach if you have any questions. So that said, Zach, good luck to you and your family. Congrats on getting back to the U.S. I'm not going to uh, wish your Raiders well, but uh, we're 7. definitely good to connect with you.
0: <laughs> you can't give us one game. I mean, we're 0-7. <laughs> <laughs> not, hey, not even one, buddy. <laughs>
1: All right, man. Thanks for being All on right, the take show. Take
0: it easy. If you start your campaign and let's say you don't find success, let it run. I say let it run. Some people say they want to take it down because they don't want to look like a failure. But multiple campaigns that I've interviewed, they all failed on their first try. They all failed their first try. And then on that second time, they all said on the first or second day that they just had a flood, a huge wave of people come in and start contributing or pledging. And that was because they contacted all those old users from that old campaign that was unsuccessful.